Listen, I get it. You like saving in Bitcoin. But check this out. You can actually complement your HODL position by investing in Bitcoin startups. If you want additional upside and enjoy learning about angel investing, you should check out Lightning Ventures. Lightning Ventures is a great way to stack real equity in Bitcoin-only companies. They've invested in businesses you've heard about on this show, including Azteco, CrowdHealth, and Swan Bitcoin. And Lightning Ventures makes it easy to get started in the world of early stage investing. The minimum investment is only $1,000 per deal, and you only invest in the deals that make sense to you. So if you want to get a behind the scenes look at the startups you know and love, if you want a chance to support their growth, and if you want another opportunity to profit as the Bitcoin ecosystem develops, check out the 60 second application in the show notes to get started today in building a world that runs on better money. Welcome to the Business Bitcoinization Show, the show dedicated to helping you enrich your life and grow your business with Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth. I'm your host, Josh Friedemann, and our guest today is Joel Baumgar. He's a successful technology entrepreneur and statesman, and I might add a fellow Mississippian. He founded the Baumgar Corporation, which is now known as Beyond Trust, in 2003, and he led the company to a successful exit in 2014. In 2015, he was elected to the Mississippi House of Representatives, where he served for seven years. Joel was also one of the first investors of Prospera, which we're talking about today. He's been a longtime board member of Prospera, and he accepted a position as president of Prospera, reporting to Eric Bremen, the founder, CEO, and chairman. Listen, I really think you're going to enjoy today's episode, and if you have more questions or just want to know more after the interview, I definitely encourage you to follow some of the links in the show notes below just so you can learn a little bit more. It's an exciting idea, and I'm really interested to see where Prospera goes in the future. But of course, before we get to the interview, we have this week's Bitcoin Meetup Spotlight, and this week, it's the Arizona Bitcoin Network. It's Arizona's largest and best Bitcoin meetup. They're a registered 501c3 nonprofit with over 500 members hosting free events every week across Phoenix, Gilbert, and Tucson. Whether you've been in Bitcoin for years or are brand new and just trying to figure out what all the excitement is about, they'd love to have you. They host casual hangouts weekly and educational presentations on a different topic each month. And they have something special in the works for early 2023. You heard it first here. Hopefully, we'll be able to share more on this show soon. But for now, you'll just have to wait for more information. The Arizona Bitcoin Network is on a mission to lead the Grand Canyon State into a bright orange Bitcoin future. Their meetup link is in the show notes below, along with a list of other local Bitcoin meetups across the United States in case you're not in Arizona or have plans to stop there or travel through there this summer. To find the closest meetup to you, go ahead and click through to that list. You'll be able to see different meetups by state and by city and the best person to get in contact with for more information. Now, we're going to get to our interview with Joel right after this. Business owners, unlock the benefits Bitcoin has to offer your business with the Bitcoin for Business Quick Start Guide. This 27-page guide highlights the six ways you can grow your business with Bitcoin. Check it out in the show notes. Joel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So in most situations, I would call you Representative Baumgar. Today, I think for our situation, Joel <laughs> works a little bit better because we're going to be talking about your role at Prospera. We're going to be talking more about Prospera in just a second. But first, I always like to start off with a few questions that help us to get to know you a little bit better and give us some insight for our own lives. So you ready for these? 
I'm ready. When and how did you first learn about Bitcoin? I don't remember where I heard about it, but it was 2017 and 2018 that I started accumulating a substantial amount of Bitcoin. Um, but I can't remember. Somebody must have told me, which just highlights the importance of, of everyone spreading the word, but totally got into it in 2017, 2018. Then I've been distracted by a bunch of other things and have bought a lot more Bitcoin in the last 12 to 18 months. What's an insight or fact about Bitcoin that you wish everyone understood? I think the way demand drives price and how little adoption there already is. So people assume that if somebody owns any Bitcoin, they're sort of maxed out on Bitcoin. And that's not true. Now, people like me, that may be true. I own more Bitcoin than stocks, bonds, and US dollar cash combined. But that's not for the average person. The average person, when they do surveys to find out who owns Bitcoin, the average person may own like 200 bucks. So they, they run a survey and they say, well, 10% of the populace has adopted Bitcoin. And it's like, no, in that 10%, most of them have thousands of dollars in US dollars and a couple hundred bucks of Bitcoin. Like that 10% is e barely even started adopting Bitcoin. There's a very small, maybe one-tenth of 1% that's in my camp, which is has as much Bitcoin as you can reasonably own <laughs> without being irresponsible, including much more lopsided Bitcoin versus any U.S. dollar denominated assets. What is the Bitcoin resource that you most recommend to other people? The Coinbase app so you can buy more Bitcoin. So I understand all the benefits of having Bitcoin in hardware wallets, but for most people starting out, it's better to use the Coinbase or the Gemini app or something really easy to on-ramp that lets you convert as many U.S. dollars to Bitcoin as possible. Okay, so beyond Bitcoin, this is a Bitcoin podcast, but beyond Bitcoin, what's a resource or an idea that's been helpful to you or your business recently? Yeah, so the concept of focus, I think a lot of businesses fail due to lack of focus. When you're trying to get a business off the ground, it's like launching a rocket and you have finite rocket fuel. And it does not do any good to launch three rockets halfway to space. They all fall back and crash. So a key part of any business is taking your rocket fuel and concentrating it enough in one rocket to get that rocket into orbit. And to do that, you really have to have a minimal viable product, an MVP, and you have to really, really, really focus. And most businesses can't, don't have that discipline, and most businesses fail due to the inability to get a single rocket into orbit due to lack of focus and, and diversification way too early. It, I would say that that principle has, been, has served me well. And now we have our final, what we call arbitrary but insightful question, and it's this. As a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not? I would say why not, because you can always come up with reasons, uh, you know, that you should do nothing. And the, the why not question is, presumes that you should act. And a, a, a similar corollary was somebody told me right now, when you reach a fork in the road, assuming, you know, a morally neutral fork, you should take the fork that will result in a better story. Mm. So if you if you have the option to vacation domestically or foreign, probably do foreign. Why? It's more likely something wild, crazy, or interesting is going to happen rather than, hey, I went to the beach in Mississippi this weekend. Like, Go to the beach in Roatan. Go do something that will result in the probability of something big, new, or exciting happening. Uh, and that's a, a, one of the, the, the principles I live by. Curious. Uh, any examples of that that you're willing to share of taking uh, two, two great options and taking the direction that is the better story? Good question. I'd probably have to think about it. It's more of a life ethos that just says the default answer is yes. Like, should we do something? Yes, we should do something. You know, should we... And, and I just think too much of the world defaults to no because they immediately think of hurdles, obstacles, 
Um, so I don't, I don't know. I guess you could point to everything I've ever done of <laughs> saying, you know, I can advocate politics and public policy outside or inside the political realm. Well, let's do inside. <laughs> that, that, one's, that one's way more wild and crazy. Um, same with starting Bomgar Corporation. Same with my involvement in Prospera. I think all of those are choices where it would have been very easy to you know, sit on a pile of cash I made at Baumgart Corporation and do nothing or cheer from the outside or help in an indirect way. And at every point it's been, no, like put me in the arena, you know, give me the sword, put me in the arena. And it's really a choice between being in the stands or in the arena. And everything I've done from business and personal has always been, you know, put me in the arena. Absolutely. Meet Linkster, your premier Bitcoin-focused advisor. Linkster caters to businesses, institutions, family offices, and high net worth individuals. They merge your unique financial goals and needs with Linkster's Bitcoin expertise to craft your own sustainable plan to preserve and grow the value of your hard-earned profits and retained earnings. At Linkster, it's not just advice, it's tailored execution. Connect directly with the founder by visiting Linkster.com. That's L-Y-N-C-S-T-E-R. Com. Linkster, secure your future with Bitcoin. Today's episode of Business Bitcoinization is proudly brought to you by Vellus Commerce, where the future of business technology meets Bitcoin. As we journey through the era of Bitcoin and its transformational impact on businesses, there's one name that stands out. Vellus Commerce. Whether you're looking to build a cutting-edge website, a seamless mobile app, or custom software, Vellus is your go-to team. They've been diving deep into the world of Bitcoin since 2014, making them one of the most experienced groups for integrating Bitcoin and Lightning payments into a variety of digital platforms. But here's what truly sets them apart. Vellus Commerce doesn't just build. They bring a wealth of knowledge to ensure your project success from day one. Their team understands the nuances of Bitcoin, ensuring that your business stays ahead of the curve. And for all business Bitcoinization listeners out there, Vellus Commerce is offering a free consultation to kickstart your project the right way. So if you're ready to future-proof your business in the coming age of hyper-Bitcoinization, head over to VellusCommerce.com or reach out on Twitter at Vellus Commerce. Let's make sure your business thrives in the Bitcoin era. Well, we're here today to talk about Prospera to understand it a little bit better. Some people have never heard about it. People who went to the Bitcoin 2022 conference or who were watching online, which is how I found out about Prospera, will have heard a little bit. But even then, it's, it's almost just like we got enough to whet our appetites. Maybe before we hop into Prospera, though, could you tell us a little bit about why you have gone all in on Bitcoin? Like, what was it that, what's what's your, your bull case in your mind? Why, why go all in? You've been successful in the past. You mentioned focus, but like, this is a big thing to to have more of Bitcoin than almost anything else, and yet you're very long Bitcoin. <laughs> so my thesis is that the fiat money is destroying the world, and that when you give any human being a money printer, initially they'll use it prudently, and eventually every little thing will involve more, more money printing. You just Human beings don't have the discipline to be given a money printer and not use it. And so they use it, and they use it more and more. And I don't think that is a solvable problem other than a competing alternative. And so I think Bitcoin's the hardest money in the world. Historically, the hardest money has always crowded out softer, malleable money like the U.S. dollar. So when you understand that, and you understand that it's a global currency, not restricted to a single country, but it's a global currency that will ultimately, in my belief, become the default standard of the world, then your options are invest in stocks, bonds, U.S. dollar cash, all of which are in a massive bubble right now. Now, they, th that bubble is starting to pop. 
I think it's got a long way to go before it finishes popping, but all other assets are massively inflated due to massive money printing. And then you have Bitcoin, which is still very early in the adoption cycle, extremely early in the adoption cycle. So people act like they've missed out because, you know, they can only buy Bitcoin at $22,000 right now. And, you know, a few weeks or a few months ago, it was $44,000 or high of $69,000. Look, when Bitcoin is $500,000 or a million dollars a coin, no one will care if you bought it at 22 or 44 or 16 or I think the cheapest Bitcoin I ever bought was $6,400. Well, it doesn't matter if it was 9,000 or 4,000 or six or eight or 12 or, or even if I bought it at the high of 19,000 back a couple years ago. It doesn't matter when it's $500,000 a coin. It matters that you got in. And so that, that's my bullish case. My bullish case is that it will become the default monetary system of the world, that the adoption life cycle is extremely early in that process, and that it makes sense to have as much as you can conceivably get. Now, I don't have debt. I'm not borrowing money to buy Bitcoin, but I have converted pretty much everything I can convert <laughs> into cash, which then converted into Bitcoin. And, and that's, that's my thesis. And I just don't see, short of it going to zero because it gets banned by all the countries in the world, and I don't see that happening. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't go to zero, I don't see how it doesn't go to the moon. The, the case is too strong. It's just like, what's the chances, you know, Uber takes over taxi cabs? It's like, it's going to happen, except in the case of the value proposition is 100 or 1,000 times that with regard to Bitcoin versus fiat. And so I just don't see a, a, a thesis that involves it not going to the moon in the long term. And the long term could be five years, 10 years whatever, but in the long term, I think it goes to the moon. So I'm curious here about Prospera. You know, we're going to have a little bit more information down in the show notes, so anyone listening right now can scroll down. But a couple things that we that we have here, uh, Prospera is the promoter and organizer of the next generation of special economic zones in Honduras. The Prospera platform delivers good governance as a service to drive human prosperity. There's some more things down there, but could you, could you break this down for us? Explain a little bit more so we can understand Prospera, who it's for, and how it can benefit the world. Sure. So the, the core issue is governments are broken right now. So between 80 and 90% of the governments in the world are running at a loss and deeply in debt, and 80 to 90% of the people are unhappy in the world with their government. So in no other industry do you have the coercive power of taxation, able to get unlimited revenue, and somehow they still run at a loss with massive debts, and the vast majority of the people are unhappy. <laughs> like talk, about, talk about an industry ripe for innovation. And so then when you combine that with the concept of a special semi-autonomous economic zone, you get the ability to run governance in a completely privatized way. So what we're doing in Honduras is we have a semi-autonomous economic zone, and we are running all of the components that would normally be run by a central government on a for-profit private basis. And that includes legal, political, regulatory, and tax. And if you look at the sort of four legs of, of the governance stool, now there's a lot of zoning, planning, permitting, policy. There's a bunch of sort of subheadings. But generally, the big four would be the legal system, the political system, the regulatory system, and the tax system. And in the in under the, the 
framework we operate in Honduras, we have a very high degree of autonomy in each of those four areas. So what that lets you do is change the incentives. Normally in a, gov in a governing systems, there's no incentives to make things better. There's no incentive to eliminate corruption. There's no incentive to run things at a profit. If there was an incentive to run things as a profit, they would run as a pro at a profit, but there's not. And so they yeah. don't. Like there's no incentive not to run everything at a loss in government and accrue massive debts. That's the incentive, so that's what most governments do. So Prosper has the opportunity to essentially do a 180 on that and privately run all of those elements and create an oasis of first world governance in a part of the world that needs first world, you know, high functioning governance. And with the success in Honduras, we can replicate that model throughout Central and South America, throughout Africa, and ultimately, we envision a world where the, the world has dozens or hundreds of prosperous cities run for profit where you can pay your taxes in a mobile app, you know, you can move freely between them, and it's just a completely new paradigm, very similar to Uber versus taxi cabs. It's just better competition, you know, among jurisdictions, between pri free private cities, which are also called charter cities, and the ability to then upgrade all of the institutions that people care about, create a ton of jobs, jobs, foreign direct investment, you know, it's nothing but a massive win-win. And in our case, we share 12% of our revenue with the Honduran government. So it's even a win for them from, uh, from tax revenue. So everybody wins and it's just, it's an idea that's like Bitcoin, it's too good not to work. So real quick, this is probably a gross oversimplification, but is it essentially a privatized city within the public sector, like within a larger country? Yes. It's essentially a private city running within a sovereign nation and where the vast majority of the, I guess, control and rulemaking related to legal, political, regulatory, and tax has been devolved from the federal level and the state and the county local level down to the city itself. So that within Prospera, we can we can create really world-class legal, political, regulatory, and tax systems built on the best things we've learned from Singapore, Hong Kong, Dubai, Monaco, and you know, other jurisdictions that have operated sort of with a high degree of autonomy as compared to the surrounding nation. So if someone's trying to critique this, what is the critique of a privatized city? It seems like there could be some some fears of people trying to privatize things. We think of like armies or something like that. Like anytime you privatize a military, there's some questions there. Not to say that the public stuff is all that great, because to your point, a lot of most governments operated the law. So like, how, how would you respond to someone who has some of those critiques? Yeah, so, so one of the critiques would be that it may be bad, but everybody should have to live by the same rules. So, you know... And, and a legitimate, I guess, concern is people have, well, why can't we just reform the whole country? Well, it's extraordinarily difficult, if not impossible, in any country, including the United States, to root out corruption, reform the legal system, the political system, eliminate the special interest, you know, lobbying carve-outs. That's just nearly impossible to do at a country level, no matter what country it is. So I think there's a lot of people that really feel like um, including a lot of people who look at any disparity in income and wealth and say it's better if they would never say this, but the mindset is it's better if everybody's poor than if everybody's a little better off, but some people are a lot better off. And so there's just a mindset, I think, and that's a critique that people would have. They would say, well, look, nobody should be getting a better deal than anyone else. It's like, but if that means everybody's getting a bad deal, that's not good for anybody. 
Um, we are at least offering within the Prospera jurisdiction better laws, better rules, better regulations, and a better tax system. That has spillover effects that will then positively lift everyone. So certainly it's going to lift, as long as our view is, as long as it's lifting everyone, <laughs> then yeah, there's going to be some people will do better than others, but it's lifting everyone. And the alternative mm -hmm. is to say, just leave everyone where they are. And that's yeah. not helpful for anybody. But there's critiques about, about that and just people who are, who are scared of businesses doing anything. And mm -hmm. rather than our view, which is if you have the right incentives and the right oversight, businesses are generally better at delivering everything, whether it's power, sewer, sewer internet, you know, land registry management, you know, whatever it is. And we, those are things we can, we, we feel like we can run better. And look, it's 100% voluntary. So if anybody has any concerns about what we're doing, you don't have to live there. Like you could, if you don't like it, you could leave. If you don't like it, you don't have to come. Like nobody's getting hurt because 100% of the people that are in or connected to Prospera are doing it voluntarily because they believe it makes their lives for themselves and their families better off. And that's their choice. And that's what we're delivering to them. Well, one of, one of the things I like about it is that it is essentially what the state's should be in the United States, mm -hmm. which is testing grounds for different ways of doing things. Right. We've become very centralized, especially people in the Bitcoin realm know this, but I think a lot of Americans feel this way. And so I, I really do like that you're taking that system, a little incubator, so to speak. And if your ideas are better, that will be seen over time and hopefully they will be adopted elsewhere. So I'd love to hear a little bit about Roatan, what you're doing there. Um, you've mentioned that Honduras is just kind of a good place for this because of certain regulatory frameworks. What are you doing in, in Honduras, especially in Roatan? So the, the, the framework that, uh, that allows for free private cities or charter cities, typically in Europe, they're, they're referred to as free private cities. In the United States, they're mostly referred to as charter cities, um, but they're the same thing. It's essentially a private city that runs under a charter or some sort of a legal agreement with the host nation that devolves a lot of those elements down. So uh, in Honduras, the legal framework, uh, and a few different countries have this, although Honduras was the first mover. They, they, had the, they were the most entrepreneurial, so they were the first mover with a, a, a framework that allowed for free private cities and charter cities, which is why we are there, because they were the first mover and it was the first opportunity. So Prospera was the first company to approach the Honduran government and say, we want to participate in this new program you've created. The program was created in 2013, uh, upheld by the Supreme Court in 2014. They really launched around 2017. So we were the very first company, once all the rules and regulations and the legal framework were set up, we were the first company to apply for a charter under the program, the first to be approved under the program, and the first to launch and build under the program. So uh, the, the opportunity existed anywhere on the coastline of Honduras or on the Bay Islands. We ultimately decided on the island of Roatan. It has an international airport with direct flights from uh, Houston, Dallas, Miami, uh, Atlanta, Denver, Minneapolis, Toronto, and, and other locations. So you can fly directly to the island of Roatan. For most of those airports, that flight is less than three hours. I can personally leave Jackson, Mississippi on a 7 a.m. flight and be in our development in Roatan before lunch. So it's very accessible. It's a beautiful island. And uh, so anyway, so we started aggregating uh, a couple hundred acres of land and building and rezoning that land into the Prospera jurisdiction. So now in that hundreds of acres on the island of Roatan, if you are in that hundreds of acres, 
you are operating under Prospera legal system, regulatory system, political system, tax system, etc. So what we've done there is a bunch of things. We are building buildings. Um, we have a 14-story condo tower going up right now. We've already pre-sold about half of the units. It's got about 82 apartments. Um, if your listeners are interested, there's an opportunity. We still have some of those units available. So we are building that. We are also uh, enhancing and refurbishing the Pristine Bay Resort, which is uh, uh, part of that part of the island. And anyway, we're putting a bunch of money into sort of lifting everything that uh, our jurisdiction overlays to create that environment. So, you know, dozens and hundreds of people on any given day are benefiting from the Prosper jurisdiction. And the most exciting part is it's real. So, right, there's, I'm a big fan of anyone doing anything in Bitcoin, right? So, you know, if Crypto Land or Crypto Island or Satoshi Island, if any of those can get off the ground, I'm cheering. But you can't go see any of those today, right? Today, today they're still in the early stages. It sounds like perhaps uh, uh, Satoshi Island uh, is starting to maybe get some, some legs there, but like, Right now, you can come see Prospera. You can come. You can stay in a hotel. You can, you know, snorkel and scuba dive. You can you can do all of that right now in Roatan. So, I think what I'm most excited about is just how real it is. Um, for example, with Liberland, you can't visit Liberland right now between Serbia and Croatia because they won't let you. <laughs> so, uh, or the Croatian uh, border police will not allow you. Our oper our jurisdiction is 100% operational. Hundreds or, you know, over time, thousands of people on a daily basis are there. You can, you can come experience all of Prosper right now. And we built really cool stuff and there's people living and it's just, it's a wonderful thing. So, um, so that's what we're doing. We're building, it's real estate development. We've opened the Roatan International Financial Center, which is a, we're trying to build a financial hub for Central and South America. Uh, we built all that. We've launched a security token offering on Securitize. So if any of your listeners want to invest in Prospera, you can invest Bitcoin, Ethereum, any crypto, or US dollars uh, directly. And we've raised total for this investment round uh, over $60 million, six zero. So just in the last 12 months, we've raised more than $60 million, a substantial portion of that in the form of Bitcoin, some additional in the form of Ethereum. Um, so we've raised a lot of money. We're building and it's, uh, you know, it's just real and it's fun to be a part of. So I I'm I'm curious about that. When you're when you're investing, are you investing in Prospera, the company, or is it the the particular place in Roatan? Good question. So we have two choices. We have two legal vehicles. One is Prospera Incorporated, which is a Delaware C Corporation, which is our operating company. That runs the Prospera platform and has a right to the tax revenue. Uh, which are the lowest in the world, but still there. So that has the rights to the revenue, just like an operating company. We also have a separate, which is a Delaware LLC, land and real estate holding company. So for potential investors in Prosper, they have a choice of, do they want to invest more of a venture capital investment in Prosper, the operating company that will ultimately span, hopefully numerous jurisdictions around the world spread across dozens or hundreds of Prosper locations, or do they want more of a real estate investment, investing specifically in the land and real estate development on Roatan? And of course, you get the, the downside protection of a physical hard asset, actual land and real estate. But then the upside, of course, is it's restricted to the actual land and real estate on the island of Roatan. So that 
land and real estate is not going to represent land and real estate in Africa, for example. So if you, if you want to invest in the platform that's global, you can do that. It's a higher sort of VC uh, risk profile, but it ha does have global reach. If you want to invest in more land and real estate, you can do that. And that is, uh, again, specific to specific land and real estate on the island of Roatan. Um, but you do have physical assets that, worst case scenario, you still own beautiful land and real estate on a beautiful Caribbean island. <laughs> so it's got a, a different downside protection. So if I were visiting Roatan, um, whether, you know, some people do cruises, so it's probably not as much of an option, but they could probably still visit Prosper, I'm Yes, guessing. they can. If, if I were to visit Roatan, you know, I, I lived in Honduras before. If I were to, to go back to Honduras, drop by uh, Roatan, I could actually like stay in yes. Prospera at a hotel. Yes, wow. that is correct. Would there be a, a different experience or what would you expect over time? Sure. The, the feel to be, how would it be different than just uh, throughout the island of Roatan? So we've we've upgraded the, the, the land and real estate we've taken over. We've upgraded significantly. So our beta building we built from scratch in the middle of the jungle. So you've got a beautiful co-working space from a commercial perspective that you could show up to work at where you've got a, a view of the ocean. So our beta building, which is our, our, our first commercial building, we're building more, is going to give you higher speed internet and a better overall experience than anywhere else you could you could work. And then from a residential and even a, a, you know, a staying perspective, because we have a lot more regulatory and legal flexibility, we can, we have been able to, the existing assets, essentially facelift and do everything way better than, in, than we could under existing Honduran law. So for example, uh, the Pristine Bay Resort did not have a dive shop. Well, Given the role of Prosper in that, they've now opened up a dive shop. There's a huge Bitcoin logo on the side of the dive shop. And right now you can go do scuba diving and snorkeling from the Pristine Bay Resort, um, which you couldn't before. And that came about because um, even, well, it came about even before this, but when I was on the main stage in Miami talking about, uh, you know, Bitcoin and what we're doing, uh, the, the individual there said, hey, I want to be part of Prosper. I want to be connected to your development and I'm opening a dive shop and now people will be able to scuba dive and snorkel where previously they couldn't. Well, that would not have happened without the Prosper platform. So uh, not only are the taxes a lot lower, but our ability to do real estate development and really sort of uh, amplify what's already there is significantly enhanced. Just everything about it is just you know, a lot better. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you about the, the future plans for Prosper, some of the next steps in just a second. But but maybe first of all, we haven't talked too much about how Bitcoin fits into this. Obviously, some of the sovereignty aspects, investing uh, could include some Bitcoin. But wh where does Bitcoin come into what Prospera is doing? Because it seems like some of this could be done without Bitcoin. Sure. So a couple things. One, and some of this is still early, I would say the most tangible is a substantial part of our investment capital has come from you know, mm -hmm. Bitcoin. <laughs> so that's very tangible is it's enabling us to build all of this. Second, and this is a lot of this is in the early stages, the Roatan International Financial Center, the legal system and regulatory system we're setting up is the most advanced for cryptocurrency that exists anywhere in the world. So for example, within our jurisdiction, you can float Bitcoin bonds similar to what they are uh, planning to do in El Salvador. So a lot of that is still early because uh, Prosper is still early. I mean, it takes... A huge amount of time to build a city. We've been in the process. You know, all of those pieces are falling in place. But a lot of that is building the groundwork. So, for example, we had a uh, a group out of uh, that. I think they had operations in uh, Taiwan and Singapore. They came and visited and said, "Look, we want to enable all of the businesses not only in your jurisdiction but around 
to accept Bitcoin, but we need a base of operations. And El Salvador has not yet passed the enabling legislation and they have for Bitcoin as legal tender in El Salvador, but not for the enabling sort of uh, legal and regulatory system for Bitcoin companies. So we're talking to them about setting up in Prospera to, to enable businesses. But a lot of that is, again, a lot of that is the ground floor of building, is we're still in the stage of building the world's most amazing sandbox for Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And the question is, well, what can you do in that sandbox? Well, that's the beauty of entrepreneurship. You can do anything that's legal, safe, and voluntary, right? So that, that includes a lot of innovation that you, you know, that other jurisdictions have not yet kept up with. So this is kind of a, a rough um, a rough analogy, but it's sort of like the, the Bitcoin version of Delaware for the whole world. Yes, that, that's the goal. The goal is to create the ideal jurisdiction, and you can do that on a bunch of fronts. So for, for example, the legal system for DAOs, Decentralized Autonomous Organizations, is not well-developed, and the state that's the farthest along is Wyoming, but there's serious issues with the way even DAOs can be uh, structured in Wyoming. So part of that is we're trying to create the perfect jurisdiction for DAOs so you can anchor and adjudicate disputes in our legal system and the, the judicial system of Prospera. But yeah, that's the goal. The goal is to have the maximum benefits as if you're physically there and your business is there, but we've also built eProspera, which is the, sort of like the Estonian e-governance platform. We hired some of the same team that built that to build eProspera. So you'll be able to get a lot of the benefits of the jurisdiction, even regardless of whether you're there. The same way in Delaware, you get a lot of the benefits of the legal jurisdiction of Delaware for incorporating businesses, even though you know, a tiny percentage of the companies that are actually incorporated in Delaware are actually located there. So what are the next steps beyond Prospera in Roatan. Are there other other places you have your eyes set on? Can you share some of those? What can people expect in the coming years? Sure. So a couple things. One, a lot more building and a lot more investment in Honduras. So we are we are not only building that. We're also trying to you know the island of Roatan, the mainland, the the nearest port city is La Ceiba. You know anywhere in Honduras that we can start lifting people out of poverty, creating jobs and economic growth. So, so expansion uh, within Honduras, and also we're in discussions with other governments, uh, one of which we are either very close to or, or have already signed a memorandum of understanding, an MOU with, which I can't reveal who that is uh, until there's a public press release. But um, what, what other countries are doing now is they're looking at what Honduras did with special economic zones, they're looking at what El Salvador did with Bitcoin as legal tender. And actually, Prospera, we, we adopted Bitcoin and other crypto as legal tender in May of last year, even before El Salvador. Now, we didn't announce it until this year's Miami Bitcoin conference. So El Salvador beat us to it, but uh, or beat us to the announcement. But we actually adopted in May. So what you're seeing is now the Central African Republic. They adopt Bitcoin as legal tender. They are now setting up a what effectively looks like a charter city, uh, something, a mirror of El Salvador's Bitcoin city vision, right? So you're seeing more countries and other countries I can't reveal yet are looking at the same sort of legal and regulatory and political uh, frameworks. So I think like any idea, it spreads slowly, right? It starts, it takes a long time for that first mover, which is Honduras in the case of free private cities and charter cities. Then it only takes a few years and then there's a couple more jurisdictions. And then there's three more, and then there's six more on top of that, and there's nine and 14, and it's just, it just grows, and there's only 200 countries in the world, right? So once a few countries adopt Bitcoin as legal tender, once a few countries adopt 
legal frameworks that allow for free private cities and charter cities, it starts to snowball very quickly. And pretty soon, you have a completely voluntary world where you can use any currency you want, but there's also Bitcoin, and may the best currency win, and you can live in anywhere you want, but let's see how free private cities and charter cities do by competing for, for citizens with better services, higher quality, for-profit, without the mountains of debt, and without printing money, which is a win for everybody. And so let's say someone's listening to this right now. How could someone, especially maybe an American business owner, but maybe anyone internationally, how could they determine if Prospera makes sense for them? Sure. So the the, the easiest way is you can sign up on our website. Uh, you can sign up for our resource list. If you want to invest, you can. there's a link to invest. So uh, there's a lot of ways to get involved. I'll answer the, the business question in a second, but if you want to invest in Prospera, you can do that with a link on our website. If you want to buy uh, what we call the Duna Residences, one of the 14-story condo towers, you can d- fill that, that form on our website. For businesses, the easiest thing to do is just to consult with Prospera. Go to our website, fill out, fill out the online form, and we can do a quick conversation with you and say, okay, what do you want to do? What industry are you in? How regulated is that industry you're in? What are the things that you can't do today that you want to do? And then we'll figure out, do those things fit? Can they be done remotely? Would you have to have some operations in Roatan? Like, what is it that you want to do? And certainly the greatest business uh, value proposition is wherever they're the highest level of regulation, right? So anybody in finance or medicine are two industries where it's nearly impossible to innovate because the regulatory agencies give you almost no room to do anything innovative. So the more regulated the industry, the higher value of Prospera, but we can provide value to almost anybody, including people who just want to live in the freest place on earth. So, you know, if you want to be out at dinner and overhear a Bitcoin conversation at the table next door and suddenly you've made new friends, you're more likely to do that in Prospera than anywhere else on earth. Excellent. Well, any final thoughts before we hop off? I know you've uh, been very generous with your time today. You, you've shared where people can go to find out a little bit more. Final thoughts before we finish our interview today. Yeah, I would just say uh, two things. One, for Prospera, Prospera.hn, P-R-O-S-P-E-R-A.hn. You could put it in the show notes. Uh, our website's the one-stop shop. Uh, you can reach me, Jay Baumgar, at Prospera.hn. Any of the online forums will go to the right people at Prospera. And then as far as Bitcoin, I would say don't sell your Bitcoin. I mean, there is a lot of people, especially people who are just getting into Bitcoin for the first time, for which the recent downturn in price is going to be scary. Mm. For people like me who have lived through 9,600 and then up to 19,600 and then down to 3,600, for people like me, I'm like, great, it goes down, you buy more. Like, what's the, you know, this is not hard. The first time you're going through that ride, it's scary and you're tempted to sell whatever Bitcoin you own. I would say diamond hands, right? Hold on to your Bitcoin, stack those sats. If it goes down, dollar cost average down, just dollar cost average down. There are very few things, uh, you know, in the world when I, when I look at what do I really believe in in this world, I would say I believe in God and my family, 100 point index. I believe in Prospera and that Bitcoin will take over the world. That's probably a 99 out of 100, right? I mean, there's just, there are very few things that I believe in with as deep a Mm. conviction as the concept of Prospera with free private cities and charter cities. 
the concept of Bitcoin as the future financial monetary system of the world. And of course, I'm a Christian and I believe in God and I love my family, my wife and four kids. And uh, anyway, that's my world is full of, of those four things. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Joel, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you, Josh. All right, friends, it's a wrap. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Business Bitcoinization Show. If you want to reach out, our email is info at bizbitshow.com. Also, if you haven't done so yet, go ahead and scroll on down to the show notes. There you'll find ways to connect with me and our guest, as well as our excellent sponsors who can help you succeed in your life and in your business. Keep building, keep growing, and until next time, keep living and leading well. If you're a regular listener of the podcast, thank you. If you want to take a further step in your support for the show, you can help us grow by listening on Fountain, a value-for-value podcast app on iOS or Android. If you hear something you like that you disagree with or anything else, you can share it by sending some sats and adding a comment with your thoughts. Some of you have already done this, and I appreciate it. I'm going to begin reading your boosts on upcoming episodes, so if you have some insight or value to add, let the people know. Getting started with Fountain is easy. You can add Bitcoin to your Fountain wallet by using your fiat accounts or any lightning wallet and one of my favorite features is that once you're using the app you can earn sats just by listening on fountain check out the link in the show notes to get started with fountain today